Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Gathering My Thoughts MTG podcast. My name is Spencer, and we're continuing our discussion today on Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. It's sort of been a long month of uh, Kamigawa predictions. We talked about just sort of general predictions for the set. We talked about uh, creature types that we have seen in the past and, and what their mechanical identities are and what we might expect to see from those in the new set. Um, and then next week, hopefully, we are going to have official spoilers starting that we can talk about and sort of uh, see what we were right in our predictions and see what we were wrong, as well as start brewing uh, actual decks with these new cards. And I could not be more excited for it. However, today, I want to talk about the mechanics that we saw in the original Kamigawa set, similarly to how we did the creature types uh, last last week, um, as well as uh, what which ones of those mechanics we might expect to see in the future, um, and which ones, uh, maybe if there's some new ones that we might uh, want to talk about, or new applications, perhaps, of um, of old mechanics. But before we get to all that, though, just give me a minute to gather my thoughts. So, as we have talked about before, Kamigawa is a Japanese mythology-themed set with a ton of awesome nods to that culture. Um, it, this was the first plane that really emphasized Legends Matter, uh, which has recently become far more important than it ever really was when the, the set first came out. Like when it was first, when they first released it, the Legends Matter was uh, was really more of like a drawback than it was um, a, a compliment to anything. And now that we have Commander and how that, that uh, format is so popular, um, legends really do matter a lot more than um, than they ever have. So um, th there, there's also been uh, they've com confirmed that we're going to have sagas in this set. Which, first of all, I love so much when they do that. Or from original Theros to Dominaria, not sorry, not original Theros, but uh, Theros Beyond Death to Dominaria, and now to Neon Dynasty. I love when they take sets that have really dense historical or mythological backgrounds. And they depict that in these enchantments where you can sort of see uh, the story being told and also the the saga tells itself through uh, multiple turns of gameplay. It just feels like such a fun um, like way to, to translate that concept into the game. It's one of my favorite things that they've done um, in, recent, in the recent past. Um, but because of the Legends theme and the Sagas theme that's confirmed, this set really makes me feel, it reminds me of Dominaria that had exactly those, those same themes. And also Theros Beyond Death to an extent. But I'm really excited to see the differences between this set and those two sets. How they sort of apply the, the Sagas or the Legends theme or whatever it is, how they do all those a little bit differently. Um, other themes, though, in this uh, set include uh, like the number of cards in hand, uh, equipment, spirits, and other creature types, as well as shrines, uh, which we might talk about here in a minute. But original Kamigawa block was so dense with things, and they're trying to compact all of those down um, into one individual set for Neon Dynasty, as well as sort of build on it and add some new things and it feels like there's a lot going on. Uh, and so I want to talk about some of these themes uh, and, and what I kind of want to see, as well as what 
what these old mechanics were and, and might um, also be in this new set. So uh, the first thing I want to say is I mentioned shrines a second ago. Shrines were a enchantment subtype. Um, and basically, they all have an ability that triggers um, for each number of shrines that are on the battlefield that you control. For, for example, um, there's one that says you get 1-1 one, one snakes for every shrine you control. Or you gain a life and your opponent loses a life for each shrine you control. Um, and there are only 11 shrines in the entirety of the game. And even st so, I've seen people build decks in Commander or in Historic around shrines. But it would be really cool to get a new cycle of five shrines that uh, could continue to support this theme. However, if they did that, as well as they've already confirmed uh, sagas to be in the set, maybe that means that there would be a larger enchantment theme. Maybe there's some sort of tribe or other faction or somebody that cares about enchantments that we could flesh out uh, more thoroughly in the, in the set. I'm concerned that maybe that wouldn't fit uh, thematically because this is sort of like a cyberpunk futuristic type set unless perhaps they've they've said that the technology is sort of fueled by magic and so maybe they put enchantments on these artifacts or or whatever electronic technological devices and those enchantments are what fuel uh, the technology so maybe they sort of meld enchantments and artifacts together somehow and that marriage is what uh, what creates this technologically advanced world. I, I would love to see that, first of all. That would be so cool. Uh, I'm really on board with this cyberpunk sort of sci-fi theme. Um, I'm not sure how everyone feels about it. I'm sure it's not 100% popular, but, but I'm really excited to see it. Um, related to sagas and enchantments, though, I had a thought about a card that is confirmed to be in the set, but we don't know what it does mechanically. There was an old land called Boseju who shelters all, um, who is getting sort of a reprised role as um, Boseju who endures. Basically, they described it as this tree that every time they try to build higher than the tree um, in the cities of um, whatever um, city that Boseju was around, Boseju would grow to be the tallest thing around. Um, and the, the original card was really cool, and we, we were definitely getting a new Boseju card. However, we've also seen confirmation that it's possible to build enchantment lands that are sagas. In Modern Horizons 2 last year, we got Urza's Saga, which is sort of questionably uh, problematic. But if there was a land that could be on another saga, I would say that it would be Boseju, who's been around now for over 1,200 years um, as this ancient tree that has grown along with the, the technology of the world. And I think that Boseju maybe deserves to get a saga, kind of like Urza's saga has. That's kind of a hot take. I don't know if we'll see it, but that was just a cool thought that I had that I wanted to throw out there um, while we were talking about sagas. In addition to enchantments, there have been a few suspicious images of a mouse on a motorcycle among the Kamigawa product art that we've gotten. Um, so this, combined with a commander deck called Buckle Up, uh, sort of implies that vehicles are going to be some sort of theme um, on, in Neon Dynasty. Which again, I think is super cool. I'd love to see uh, robo ninjas and, and robo, you know, motorcycles driving around, samurai on motorcycles, uh, Tokyo Drift style. I just love that idea. Can't wait to see if, uh, how they apply it. However, one thing that I think, I think it would be a shame if vehicles replaced the equipment theme from original Kamigawa. 
because that was a big deal. There was a lot of really cool equipment, and they were sort of Japanese-themed and were really interesting. And I would love to get more of those, maybe in addition to some of these vehicles. So I hope those two things work together, and they're sort of, like I've said before, an enchantment and artifact equipment vehicle theme, rather than any one of those things precluding the others. So other than these themes that, that we've talked about a little bit, there are eight named mechanics that showed up in the original Kamigawa block. I want to talk about those and talk about why some of them were good or bad and see if we could see them again or if we could maybe rework them a little bit um, to have them show up in this new set. But those mechanics are Channel, Sweep, Offering, Soul Shift, Arcane or Splice Onto Arcane, Bushido, Ninjutsu, and Epic. Now, I want to talk about each of those a little bit uh, in case you're maybe not familiar with them. Most popular is probably ninjutsu uh, because every time we see ninjas, they have they usually work with ninjutsu, which basically means you can when you can pay a cost for a card with ninjutsu in your hand and exchange that card with an unblocked attacker on the battlefield and just put them into play. That is a really cool mechanic and is actually confirmed to be in this set. So plan on seeing more ninjutsu, lots of ninjas, lots of interesting thing, things. Hopefully cyber robo ninjas. I'm really on board with that. I've said it a couple of times, but uh, I'm really excited to see it. Similarly, there is a mechanic for the samurai that sort of mirrors the mechanic from, for the ninjas called Bushido. And Bushido... Um, is less interesting. And I sort of talked about it in the last uh, episode, but I really hope that they rework Bushido to basically be something cool that triggers when um, the, the the creature with Bushido um, is blocked or becomes blocked. No, or blocks or becomes blocked. That's how it's, how it's worded. Um, I don't know what that would be. I hope Wizards really hits it out of the park because that is a mechanic that could definitely use some reworking and some love. So... Other mechanics that are maybe less popular, I mentioned channel. Um, that's a fine mechanic. It's sort of similar to cat, uh, cycling in a way, where it's usually on a creature or some sort of uh, card with an ability, and you can cast that card and just play it just like normal, or you can pay a lesser cost to channel it, which means you discard it from your hand, and you get a smaller version of that ability. Um, one uh, for just one single time. Uh, I think that channel is an interesting ability. I like ability, uh, uh, yeah, abilities that let you discard them, discard cards from your hand, um, because I like using that as a resource. But channel was just sort of uninspired a little bit. It wasn't really popular. You haven't really seen it a lot since, and it very rarely like makes waves, uh, or is or is on people's list of favorite mechanics ever. It's probably reasonable that they could figure out a way to resurrect it, uh, especially because it kind of works well with the Legends Matter theme, uh, where like if you have a legendary permanent on the battlefield and then you draw an additional copy of it, you could just channel it away rather than having to legend rule the thing that you already have, or otherwise just getting it stuck in your hand. That's a similar thing that we've seen on some cycling cards. That's just a, an effective way to sort of get around that drawback. So maybe it comes back in, in that sort of way. Um, but I, I kind of doubt it just because it wasn't a, a very impactful mechanic. Um, and speaking of unimpactful mechanics, sweep is one that I highly doubt we will see. 
Uh, it's probably my my very lowest on mechanics on my list of mechanics I expect to see in this set. Basically, uh, you can cast a card with sweep and return any number of uh, lands with a land type that corresponds with the card's color. Like for example, if you cast a white card with sweep, it'll say return any number of planes to your hand. Um, and then you get an ability based on uh, how many planes you return. But this ability was interesting because it sort of uh, contributed to the theme of cards in hand that was fairly big in the original Kamigawa block. But that's probably the theme that I expect to see the least, just because it there's not really a lot that you can do with that. There's not a lot of design space around caring about a full hand size. And on top of that, sweep is sort of a drawback mechanic that I've mentioned before, where it, it actively causes you to go down on resources, specifically lands, which just kind of sucks. Like nobody wants to put uh, their lands back into their hand, especially if you have to do like three, four, five lands. It's just a lot to lose. And people generally don't like mechanics that make you lose resources like that. So zero out of 10, don't recommend sweep, except for in some very specific situations where it's probably amazing. Um, and and I, it's unlikely to, to show up in this Neon Dynasty set. Um, the next mechanic was offering, and this one is a little bit more difficult to describe, but basically it's the original version of a mechanic called Emerge, where you can it, it shows up on creatures. You can cast the creature for its full value, or you can uh, sacrifice a different creature and then sa and subtract the sacrificed creature's mana value from the emerge cost of the creature you're trying to cast. Um, basically, for offering, it works the exact same way, but you there's no separate offering cost. You just subtract the sacrificed creature's mana value from the mana value of the creature you're casting. And that's a really cool ability, but it only showed up on five creatures in original Kamigawa. Um, and those creatures cared specifically about one kind of creature type. So like uh, Patron of the Moon, for example, had an ability called Moonfolk Offering. And so you could only sacrifice a Moonfolk and then subtract that Moonfolk's uh, mana value from, the, from Patron of the Moon's mana value. There was a similar one for foxes, snakes, goblins and rats and that was really cool but i really just don't expect to see it again like we'll probably have those creature types in the set but i think it's highly unlikely that there is a um a card with offering even though i could it's reasonable that there's some sort of nod to that ability even though i just, I, I just can't see them bringing back offering the next one is soul shift and soul shift is a mechanic that i honestly really like and have tried to build around multiple times and it's just bad um, basically each card with soul shift has a soul shift value on it for example soul shift five um, and when the creature with soul shift dies you can return a spirit from the graveyard to your hand that has a mana value equal to or less than the soul shift value um, so in this case five or less and that's a really cool ability but the fact that it goes back to your hand and then you have to spend the mana to recast it just makes it really difficult to break the mechanic, um, even if your, your creatures are uh, more difficult to get rid of in this instance. So I love Soul Shift, and I am confident that in one way or another, we're going to see 
some sort of nod to this ability where something's going to bring creatures back from the graveyard to your hand um, and work in a similar space, but it just won't be soul shift because the mechanic was just not good and people didn't really like it that much. Next up is probably my favorite uh, mechanic of all, uh, from Kamigawa at least. And I, I don't know if they'll be able to apply it. I keep saying in the same breath that I say I love it, I say that uh, I don't want to get too excited about it because um, it's, I just don't know. There's a lot to overcome with making this mechanic work, um, and it requires a lot of uh, space in a set. But the mechanic is Arcane or Splice onto Arcane. Arcane is a instant or sorcery subtype that just sort of sits on uh, instants and sorceries and doesn't really change anything else about them. The reason it's cool, though, is because you can. Uh, there are cards that have splice onto arcane that let you um, re- uh, you pay the splice cost. Let me start over. You cast an arcane spell, and then you have another card in your hand with splice onto arcane, and you pay the splice onto arcane cost, reveal the card from your hand with splice, and then you add the text from the revealed card to the arcane card that you are currently casting. And then the splice card stays in your hand, the arcane card resolves, and you have multiple abilities, um, and then the arcane card goes to the graveyard. And the reason I love this this mechanic so much is because it's basically a build-your-own-instance-and-sorceries mechanic um, what, that lets you mix and match abilities and just like have different... Uh, different spells that they've never printed before, but you can combine them together to to make sort of a super spell. Um, I have a deck uh, where I talk about this mechanic. I, I've made an episode for it. It's the um, Ink Treader Nephilim uh, episode, probably the first one or one of the first ones that we did. Go ahead and go back and listen to that to kind of get an idea for how I like to build around that. Um, but basically, I want to see this mechanic so badly in this set but I have a really bad feeling that it won't show up, or if it does, it will be tweaked somehow. Um, I do know that Mark Rosewater likes Splice. Uh, we've seen uh, other versions of Splice in Modern Horizons 1, where they just have Splice onto Instant or Sorcery. So maybe we get to see that rather than the full-on arcane supertype or subtype. However, my, my favorite theory uh, for this mechanic is that they're going to find a way to Splice onto artifacts or other um, permanents. I don't exactly know how it'll it'll work out, but it sort of uh, translates in an interesting way with the um, the cyberpunk theme where you're like splicing you know into the the system, the mainframe, whatever, and you're just like adding different um, upgrades, if you will, which is sort of a um, is the name of one of the commander decks, upgrades unleashed. And so I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that there's a new application to make splice work. Even if you don't splice onto arcane, maybe you splice onto artifact or you splice onto instant or sorcery or something like that. But that's my, my number one uh, on my wish list for this set is please, wizards, give us more splice cards because I would love that so much. Um, the last uh, named mechanic that we haven't talked about just yet is called Epic. And it, it's another one of those that only shows up on five cards but those five cards are really interesting, and I would love to see more epic cards. Basically, epic is an ability that says that uh, doesn't change anything about the the card. You just cast the the card and you get its ability. But then epic says that you cannot cast any more spells for the rest of the game, which is a pretty big drawback. And I've mentioned how 
um, wizards and players and I feel about drawback mechanics. Um, but instead of casting spells the rest of the game, you uh, copy the spell that you just cast, the one with epic, at the beginning of your main phase or upkeep or something like that, and you cast a copy of that spell every turn for the rest of the game. So it kind of puts you at a disadvantage where you can't cast spells, but you still can activate abilities and play lands and, and all that kind of thing. You just can't cast spells, um, and you get one spell for the rest, uh, one spell a turn for the rest of the game. There are a lot of interesting applications for this. Um, I've tried to build around spells with epic in different decks, and it's really fun um, and kind of a cool, uh, just like puzzle sort of mind experiment uh, to figure out. But uh, again, it's one of those drawback mechanics, so it's kind of unlikely. However, I was thinking about the parallels between Neon Dynasty and um dominaria again and i was thinking what if they did some sort of epic style spell that is also a legendary instant or sorcery like they did in that set legendary instants legendary sorceries were really cool uh but they didn't really take off they weren't super popular and are pretty high on mark rosewater's storm scale but this would be a great place to maybe rework them and try them again and maybe if they combine with the idea of epic in some way, they could come up with something really interesting, um, uh, like a new application for this mechanic. So basically, that's that's just about it. That's all I have to say. I don't think um, that those mechanics... Uh, I think it's unlikely that we see any of these old ones unless they really want to call back to them. My hope, my fingers crossed... Uh, Wish list item, like I said, is splice into arcane um, or splice into something. Um, but I would also be down to see soul shift reworked and epic reworked. Um, other than that, I don't know what else they would do for Kamigawa. There's just so much that you could really, uh, uh, like I said before, rework an old mechanic like Bushido. I would love, again, to see a, a new Bushido mechanic. You could just rework one of these old ones. Uh, and have a lot of new material to work with. So I'm really excited to see uh, what they end up doing. Um, hopefully, we don't have to wait too much longer. By the end of next week, we're going to start seeing um, spoilers and uh, Mark Rosewater's teasers coming out, as well as like explanations for the, the set mechanics and everything. And I'm really looking forward to it. So please let me know what you think. Uh, give me a, a message. You can, hit, you can find me at uh, Twitter at um, again underscore penguin. Or you can find me on Instagram at dpenguin again. Um, send me a message and let me know what you think about uh, my ideas here for Kamigawa or what you want to see uh, or what I'm wrong about or what I'm right about. I'd love to hear all of it. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you again next time.